The nugget is, it's hard to get in shape. It's hard to get in shape spiritually. Now, don't throw rocks at me now. It's hard to get in shape spiritually when you only work out on Sunday. It's hard to get into shape spiritually when you only work out on Sundays. Wow. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that uh, this is the day that you made, Father God. And I thank you, Lord. Greater things, Father God, are going to develop, Father God, as we listen to your word, Father God, that more revelation come to us, Father God. And Father God, as we receive, Father God, we'll be able to put into action, Father God, those things, Father God, that you've called us to do, Father God, through your spirit, Father God, as the word goes forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, today is the last Sunday in September, and that's the 29th. So we're closing in. The year, 2019. But today, this evening, will also begin the Jewish Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year. It's a day of shouting or blasting, rejoicing. Just like you know, this entire song service this morning was rejoicing. I mean, we were fortunate enough to watch people really getting into it. I mean, really praising God. I mean, some of us, some of them were giving their all. I mean, when they got to be dancing, you got to see some people, wild people, I mean, wild people dancing. Imagine that's how David was going. I mean, it's just crazy, you know. So it's a, it's a time of Rejoicing. Rosh Hashanah is a time of, a day of shouting and, uh, and rejoicing. This Jewish New Year is 5,780. Wow. Um, and Rosh Hashanah is to commemorate, commemorate, or get the word out, you know what I'm saying. Uh, to bring back to memory God's creation of man. So they say it's 5,780 years ago. Wow. Uh, the, the Jewish New Year takes place in the month of Teresh, T-I-S-H-R-E-I. And uh, that starts tomorrow. Well, actually this evening at sunset, that's when the Jewish New Year starts. Rosh Hashanah um, and the New Year uh, and Yom Kippur, the Day of uh, Atonement, are the two high, high holy days in the Jewish religion that's celebrated in the fall. Uh, God appointed these special feasts um, through the uh, agricultural year that they had. They went by the lunar months, not what we're doing. Uh, so the Jewish calendar is based on, on the lunar months. Uh, so that's why it's so different. It changes every year. 
they don't have as many days in there and so forth. Um, and God appointed seven feasts that they were to, the Jews were to have excitement and joy over. Seven, I mean, seven feasts throughout the year. Boy, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> we're going to look at two of them today. Um, uh, they, again, they are uh, referred to the high holy days uh, since it's the fall. Uh, the Feast of the Trumpets, which is Rosh Hashanah. The Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. And the Feast of the Booths is Sukkot. Um, the spring ones that started early this, this, this year was the Passover. Uh, it included the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the First Fruits. And then ended uh, with uh, the Feast of Weeks or Shavuot which is a day of Pentecost, okay? Um, and, of course, the Jews also have a special day. Every seven days is the, their um, Sabbath, okay? So they have, they got feasts all the way through. And on those days, they are, they're not supposed to work at all. They are supposed to enjoy life as God has given it. Now, isn't that wonderful? Has God given it? No wonder so many Christians are sad. We don't, we don't follow through on some of these things. We're supposed to have joy every time one of these feasts comes up. Amen. So you've got, you got four feasts in the month, usually. You know, Saturday. And, and, and then we have the other seven feasts that are scattered through the, throughout the year. Um, these, these festivals or feasts are vital to the Christian today. So, well, a lot of people say, well, I don't have to follow them. Well, we don't have to follow them. But they reveal the truths about the Messiah. All the, the first feast in the uh, um, spring have already taken place. The Passover, you know, uh, the unleavened bread, and then the... Uh, Pentecost, we have that, you know, glorious things. So we, we look forward to the, the final feast, and we're ready to go through them, you know, get ready, because uh, the uh, first feast happened on the days that they were called to be on. So we know that the fall feasts are also going to happen on the day that God, these are appointed times. Uh, Okay, let me uh, go back here. Yom Kippur is considered the most important holiday of the Jewish uh, faith, being that it's the Day of Atonement, and it follows Rosh Hashanah, if you remember. Ten days after Rosh Hashanah, it's Day of Atonement. And the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and uh, Day of, day of Atonement, uh, Boy, I can't get my words out. Uh, day, day of Atonement. There's a 10 days where they are supposed to think about what, think about and repent of things what happened last year. So this was, you could say this is almost like, you know, taking the first John 1, 9 yearly, but they also have it, you know, if something would happen, they could go to the priest, bring a sacrifice, and the priest would pray, for it, pray over the, the sacrifice, and, and their sins would be removed. But we can do it. Right away. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. Uh, 
during Yom Kippur, or, or the Day of Atonement, um, this is the process where Jews admit committing sins before God. That's on Day, day uh, Yom Kippur. Um, and they must be confessed before God alone. You don't shout it out to the world, okay? <laughs> because if you tell others about it, it uh, shows disrespect. Um, and during Yom Kippur, this is one day that they're met on the day of, uh, day of Yom Kippur or Day of Atonement. This is a day that uh, they're not, they're supposed to fast. There's no eating. Uh, we're going to go back to this in a little bit. Um, and uh, their greeting on Yom Kippur is, have an easy fast. Have an easy fast. Or have a good holy day. Okay. Okay, let's go to Leviticus chapter 23. And uh, we will begin looking at some of the things that they were called to do. Leviticus chapter 23. Actually, this is a refresher course from about five or six years ago. Leviticus chapter 23. Beginning verse 1. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy... Conditions, even these are my feasts. So this is God's. Uh, this is these are my feasts. You have to follow through on them. This is not something that uh, um, let's make up. This is his. He said this is his feast. So we need to do that. These are appointed. So God says on these days there are certain things to be appointed. These are feasts of the Lord, and they are to be observed by you. Uh, the word feast in, in the uh, Hebrew is moed, M-O-E-D. It means appointed time. So anytime you read feast, you can read, you can say, this is a feast, this is a appointed time. So when you read that, you can get an inclination when it says a feast. This is an appointed time that God's called you, you to do. Uh, let's go down to uh, verse 23. Leviticus 23, verse 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month of the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing trumpets. That's, what, that's what's going to happen today at uh, sunset. A holy convocation. This is at, at sunset for the Jewish people. So, Shall we blow the show up for show, show. <laughs> I can't get my words out this morning. <clears throat> um, it, uh, in fact, uh, right today is also called uh, um, the today is also called the lesser day of atonement. One day ahead of Rosh Hashanah is called a lesser day of atonement. Uh, now the new year starting tonight. At, at dusk, uh, is observed by the, by the Jews with a two-day celebration. So some of us get to celebrate. You can celebrate for two days. You don't have to work tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. Or day, uh, today, which would be Monday, you know, that's when it starts. And tomorrow, which would be Tuesday. So Monday and Tuesday, come, you're going to have a day off. You're going to be celebrating <laughs> 
during this two-day celebration, there's a lot of food being eaten. I mean, this is, remember, it's, it's a time of what? Day of shouting and, and blasting the trumpet, and it's a festival. And what do you think about a festival or a feast? Food. So there's a lot of food. Uh, food. They're singing. Um, and, and then, of course, it's a time to reflect of your past year and what you need to, you know, uh, what they do need to do is uh, confess their sins. And they gather in the synagogue, which they're going to do tonight and tomorrow. Um, there's special prayer. They say special prayers. And, of course, the, the shofar is blown continually these two days. So if you were in Israel, you would have a wild time. These horns would be going off all over the place. And the uh, shofar horn, yeah, I'll get this one here, is either from an uh, antelope, what's the other one, the antelope, or a ram. That's the only, the only way they can have this horn. Because if they took a cow horn and made a, a shofar, it... They don't want to do it because it might, taking a cow horn reminds them of the sin they did with the golden calf. So that's why the shofar horns are made from antelope and the ram. You can't have a cow because they say, well, if I blow that, that's going to remind God of, the, of our sin with a golden calf. So that's the reason for that. I thought that was quite interesting when I read it. Um, the shofar, when they, when they blow it... Uh, Brings Israel into remembering God. So, like I said, tonight, at, if you got around the, the Jewish synagogue there, you'd hear the shofar going off. It's a reminder for the people that they have to remember God during this time. Two, with the horns blowing all the time, it says it confuses Satan. <laughs> uh, throughout the day, just because you know, Satan knows, he says, when the horn's blown, God, God's last, final trumpet, it's the end for him. So he doesn't know, hey, is it the end now? Is it the end now? The horns are going off. So the devil's going, oh, man, they're blowing the horn. They're blowing the horn. When is it, is it today? You know, you know. So that brings confusion to him. And the third thing, it's a, it's a call to repentance. Everybody, when they hear the horn, oh, wow, uh, this is the day of atonement's coming. I've got to, I've got to clean up my act. You know. Um, to wake up men from their sleep of sin. Arouse ye, arouse ye from your slumber. Awake, awake from your sleep. You who mind vanity. Those of us that get caught up in the world, in other words. For, sl for slumber most heavily has fallen upon you. Take to heart before whom you are to give an account in judgment. So the Day of Atonement's coming up. So they say, wake up! You're going to be standing before God. He's listening to you. Remember, they got these 10 days. Okay. So let's uh, keep your, uh, let's go to Psalms 33. This is one of the, uh, Psalms 33. Oops. Now, on this Day of Atonement, they say this could happen. Or Psalms 33. And looking at verse 15. 
He fashioned their hearts alike. He considers all their works. In other words, it's saying um, on, 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 New, on New Year's Day through all the way to the Day of Atonement, God is looking at his people like lambs. He's counting on them, okay? And they say that there are three books. God opens three books during this from uh, New, Year, New Year's Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. He, he opens three books. One, the first book is the book of life. For those who, whose works have been good. So you want to you be sure that your, your name was in, written in that book of, uh, of life. The second book is the book of death. For those who have been thoroughly evil throughout the year. So there's a, you know, so they, this is where you get your Santa Claus, good or, good, good or bad type thing, okay? And they had a third, the third book was an intermediate book. For those whose case has not been decided until the Day of Atonement. So you mean these guys are really praying, praying up the storm. Lord, <laughs> let me be in, in the book of life. Don't put me in, in the other side. So there's 10 days that they, that they have to get prepared for that, okay? Uh, so they can be granted uh, repentance. Otherwise, after the names, uh, after that Day of Atonement, the names would be entered either into the book of life or the book of death. Uh, so repentance, their repentance through, through Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, sets in motion the blessings, your repentance, listen, that sets in motion the blessings of God on your dreams, visions, and goals for the year. Remember the Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year. So they've got dreams, visions, and goals to accomplish this year. And if they clean house, <laughs> look, God, I'm good. You can bless me with this. And if you really cleaned up, I'm expecting this. And God says, well, they, 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 you know, this is how they get it. I mean, you know. So a lot of people are believing that their dreams, visions, and goals for this year we could do the same. This is a new year for us, too. What dream and vision goal do you want to happen this year? Thank you, Lord. I'm cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. There you go, for one. Now, I'm expecting covenant blessings. And, you, and giving your tithes and offering is a covenant blessing unto God. And he's got to do something about it. He says, I'm in covenant with you. Whatever you ask or decree, it's granted. Yeah. Whatever I ask of you and decree, it should be granted. And don't give me ifs, ands, or buts, or maybe so's. He says, let it be granted to me also. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, the, New Year, the, New Year, the New Year's blessings. There are benedictions on the kingdom. And uh, some of the songs that we sang were benedictions on the, on the kingdom. Amen. Let's see. The song, Let's Praise Him. That's a benediction. Okay. And some of the songs that, uh, when we all get to heaven. Well, they may not do them that one. But, you know, when we all get to heaven, let's sing and shout. And praise Him for the victory. Glory to God. Also, one of the new one of the blessings they, or benedictions they, they have, 
is remembrance on the part of God. God, you have to remember I repented and this is a new year. Old things are passed away. You could say, all things become anew. I'm going to be blessed. Okay. Remember. So God, just remember the good things, in other words. Okay. Um, see. And then, the, again, going back to the shofar, the blowing of shofar tells of, of his fulfilling his duty. When God hears the shofar, it's his duty to fulfill the benedictions that you have called upon or prayed about. Amen. So uh, have, you all, have you got anything that you want for this, this, uh, this year? Amen. You got a list. Should have got you last week. If you got a list, I'll go ahead and blow the shofar and let it come through. Amen. That's what they're saying. And the shofar is blowing all through this time. So every time, man, Lord, I thank you for the benediction. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I am the redeemed. I shall say so. We should blow the shofar. Yes, amen. It's settled. Amen. Because God follows through on his promises. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to go to the little known book of Habakkuk. 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 It's right after Nahum. I know you're used that. You know where he's at. In Habakkuk chapter 3. This is one of, possibly one of the uh, blessings that they could use. Okay. And uh, Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known in wrath, remember mercy. Okay, from the uh, Holman Christian Bible, uh, Standard Bible, it reads, Lord, I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, I'm standing in awe of your deeds. Glory to God. This is, this is one of the benedictions. Revive your works this year and make it known. So this new year, make your works known this year for me. Glory to God. Remember mercy. But well, we need that a lot because we, you know, they're, they're saying, if I trip up, remember mercy, though. Remember mercy. Amen. But work your deeds with me this year. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, there is something here. There's something here. This is the Jewish New Year. We can celebrate just like they are. You say, well, you don't do it. But uh, as Christians, we should observe these years because the feast because they are, like I said, type and shadow of things that, are come, uh, that have passed and are things that are to come to pass. So great, I mean, just this new year, like look at what you can do with this new year, the Jewish New Year. Start a brand fresh. You can start this twice a year. Think about that. Jewish New Year and our, our new year, we're going to start afresh each time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, you remember this? During the Rosh Hashanah, at some point in time, usually it's the second or third day, they would go to a body of water. Remember what they did at the body of water? Can you remember anybody? They went to the body of water, and they bought bread, and they crumbled it up, and they threw it into the water. Okay, this bread 
is leavened bread. It's not matzah, unleavened, but this is leaven. And what, when, when you look at unleavened bread and leavened bread, the difference is the leavened bread has, as we look at it, has no impurities in it. The leavened bread, which is, which is, is a loaf, talks about it, it, it's puffed up. Remember, it, you, put, you put whatever it is to make it puff up. Well, that makes it leaven. Okay, so the leavened bread represents sin. So when they go to a body of water, they take the, the breadcrumbs. There's many of them. I mean, when you take a piece of bread, and you, especially if you get dry bread, and you spread out all that, it goes into the water, and it's, I will remember your sins no more into the depths of the sea. It's gone. And that's, and that's what they, they're saying. Okay, Lord, here's another thing. Lord, this is my, represents my sins. It's no more. It's clean. What does water do? Clean it. Yeah. Wow, glory to God. You're... So some of you tonight or today, take a piece of dry bread, go out to the ocean, find a swimming pool, Put it in there. And thank God. Your sins, I mean, you know, that's how the Jews look at it, but glory to God, we have Jesus. First John 1 9, if we are messed up, we can take that and our sins are removed. But this is a, a, a type and shadow of what takes place. Because Jesus took it all. Oh, glory to God. And, uh, okay, the leaven bread into, into the waters to symbolize one casting away their previous sins and they recite a prayer of repentance. Sins done out of moral failures when they go astray. Okay, so that's it. Uh, the proper greeting for Rosh Hashanah is La Shava Tova. Have a good year. Have a good year. And uh, this is interesting their feasts, their foods. Apples dipped in honey. Apples dipped in honey. Hoping to invoke a sweet new year. So when you get home tonight, tomorrow, get, get an apple or two with the family. Get some honey and dip, dip it in there. Say, this is a brand new year. Apples dipped in honey. This is, this is how sweet the year is going to be. Amen. It's going to be fruitful and it's going to be sweet. And they had uh, other, other foods. Um, uh, they had what they call honey cake. I don't know what exactly that is. They had seven types of vegetables. I didn't get the vegetables. They had dates, you know, the little type of date nut off a tree, all right? They had also uh, leeks, chards, and spinach. And during the 10 days of awe, they would have no work at all. So they're, they're, they're having 10 days of, of celebration. I mean, they got two days right after Rosh Hashanah. And then they're supposed to be 10 days of just contemplating. What's, you know, thank you, Lord, for the blessings coming up for the new year. And then on the, on the day of Yom Kippur, the day of, of atonement, that's when they have to fast. All that, all that good food, you have to stop eating and you have to fast. And... Um, those Jews that are really Orthodox Jews today, they don't use electricity during the 10 days. So it's, you know, they, they kind of revert back. So it's, it, that's kind of 
I find that kind of neat. There's a couple other things that I've been reading, and it's uh, wild. It's some wild stuff. Those of you that are going through the, uh, if you get that book, In Time Events by Charles Capps, there's a lot of things that he opens up, and there's other things that are, are I'm thinking about, which we can, we will talk about in class, but glory to God. Things are great, great going. All right. Okay. Um, let's go to the quiz. Anybody remember the quiz? What is the quiz? No, no, okay, no. Naomi's husband's name. Okay. And that's found in Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Naomi. Her name means pleasant for one. But after her, her husband died and her two sons died, she says, I'm taking on a new name, Mara. Mara means bitter. So call me bitter because I've lost my husband and two, two, two sons. All right, okay. What, what was the husband's name? Anybody? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me? Elamek, or what? You got it. I can't even say it myself. Okay, his name, name means God is my king. God is my king. And if you look into some of the uh, Jewish books, Elamek, or what's his name, uh, was a wealthy prince in Judah and is a son of Solomon. Okay, he is driven out of the country of, of Bethlehem because of a famine. And Elimech made a political advantage marriage for his, for his two sons. A political advantage for his two sons. In other words, if, I, if I could, they could marry into a, a good family, we ain't going to starve. Okay? Listen to who, what happened. Um, Advantage for the sons forming an alliance with the king. He formed an alliance with the king of Moab. Remember, um, Amalek is also um, a wealthy prince of Judah, and he goes to the king of Moab, and he finds some daughters for his sons to marry. Okay. Anybody, what, what's the son's name? One, one of the son's name? Mullen, and the other one? Chilean, okay. Malin means sickly. That's bad news for, for naming your kid that, especially if you're, you're a Jewish person. <laughs> and then Chilean means pining. Or he's just, just, he just as bad as we, we, sickly, but okay. But pining, you know. This, these, kids need, these kids needed something. So don't name Change her name. And, uh, and Naomi messed up and she changed her name to Bitter. So what, what do you add? Okay. Uh, Mylon's wife was Ruth. Her, her name means friendly or beautiful. Julian's wife is Oprah. Or Oprah, whatever. It means the back of the neck. Back of the neck. Okay. What, you, what does your neck do? Turn your head. 
Okay? Now, here we're going to a little bit of history. Uh, according to Jewish historians, Ruth and Oprah are sisters. They're sisters of the king, uh, or daughter, uh, sisters, and they were the daughters of King Algon, who, who is the Moabite king. Okay? After the death of their husbands, Ruth, however, stays with Naomi and the Jewish culture. And in Israel, she, uh, Ruth marries Boaz as the great-grandmother of, to David. Wow. Okay, now what happened to the other sister? Uh, in the Jewish, Jewish rabbis say in, the, in their Haggadah, the telling of, uh, Haggadah means the telling of Jewish learnings, that Oprah's real name was Harfu, H-A-R-A-F-U, H-A-R-A-F-U, or Rafa, R-A-P-H-A-H. She decided to stay in the land and return back to her family and to her gods. Again, she married for political alliance. Remember, she married, there was a marriage between uh, Naomi's sons for a political alliance with the king, the king here. So she marries for a political alliance again. The Moabites and the Philistines. So any children she has is what? Moabite Philistine. Okay. She married, this is uh, Oprah. I can't pronounce his name. Elam. Elmi, E-M-I-N-E-M. -E what are how you would pronounce it? E-M-I-N-E-M. -E and he was one of the giants of the Philistines. So she married a big man. Turn with me to 2 Samuel. In 2 Samuel, chapter 21. 2 Samuel chapter 21. We're going to look at two of her sons here. 2 Samuel chapter 21. Looking at verse 16. 2 Samuel chapter 16. There's this guy's name. Ish by Beno, whatever it is. He which were the sons of the giant. Who is it? She married a giant. We already gave him his name. I couldn't try to pronounce it. Uh, there again. Okay, then, let's go down to continue. Then Abishai, the son of, of uh, aided him and smote the Philistine. This Abish, whatever his name is. And killed, and, and the men of David swore, saying, Thou shalt go no more to battle. Okay. And then let's go to verse 8. And it came to pass after this that there was a, again a, a battle with the Philistines at Gob. And these guys' names, I'm going to call him Joe. <laughs> Slew, here's the other giant. S-A-P-H, which was one of the sons of a giant. There's two sons of Oprah. We're giants, Philistines. 
Wow. What a time, right? Let's go, let's see where, what the other two sons' were, names were. First Chronicles, First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 20. And First Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 5. And there was war again with the Philistines. And Elhanah, the son of Jar, slew Lamech. There's the other giant, Lamech. L-A-H-M-I, or Lamech. The brother of who? Goliath. So there was a family feud, you could say. The sisters... Sons, well, one of the sister's sons, were in the battle. Philistines. Ruth, of course, her, the, the, the sons of um, Oprah were much older, of course. That's why it says David was a youth and Goliath was a already man of, of stature known to do things. So there was, there was a four sons right there. Quite interesting, huh? Wow. Okay. What else? We have next week's quiz. Are you ready? Are you liking your quizzes? <laughs> well, you're finding a little bit different. Next week's quiz is in the book of Revelation. Once again, we look, we're looking there. The rider of the black horse held in his hand. Oh, and I forgot to put down the... You're going to have to read this one out. I forgot to put down the, uh, the address. Okay, in the book of Revelation, the rider of the black horse held in his hand a what? A sword, a pair of ba balances, a scroll, or stone tablets. And I'll, you'll have to read. Just look up uh, the black horse in Revelation. Giving, giving away everything too much here. Amen. So, so we get to, tonight you get to celebrate your Rosh Hashanah and uh, get yourself an apple or two. Get some honey and dip it in honey and, and begin, to give, begin your feast. What does, the, what does the apple and the honey represent? What? A sweet year. So you might as well just do it. I'm going to have a sweet year tonight. Get me an apple. So honey, I'm just going to have, have some good time. Thanks. So it's going to be a little bit of the Jewish, Jewish tonight. Okay. Anybody need prayer this morning? You do need prayer. Okay.